Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where we chat with startup founders just like you from all over the globe. Each episode, we bring you practical and actionable tips to help you escape the cubicle and begin your own startup journey. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Podbrand Media. As a business owner, new sales leads are essential. At Podbrand Media, we create a branded podcast for you to generate those leads by interviewing your best potential clients as subject matter experts. Not only creating great rapport, but also great content to share in your industry. Affordable and effective. Contact us today at podbrandmedia.com to learn more. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and I have a special guest literally on the other side of the globe right now from me at, in KL, Andrew Williams. Andrew, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. So if you and I were meeting at like a remote networking event, how would you introduce yourself to me? So I am a global citizen, I guess. Um, I have been traveling quite a while in the past few years, and I also don't believe in the concept of country too much. I can't <laughs> say I'm a nationalist because I'm coming from a mixed background, mm. and it's quite hard to identify yourself. And I don't want to identify myself because I'm just Andrew Williams, you know, person of the world. I've got my own character. I don't think you should be conditioned by the place where you where you are born. So... I'm, you know, I'm a global citizen, I guess. Um, I'm part of the global movement of digital nomads and remote workers who don't believe in, in an office necessarily. And I'm coming from a mixed background. Maybe that's why I've got this adversity towards a, a state country. <laughs> so my, my father is English. My mother is Romanian. I've been in, in between the two countries for a while, but I actually didn't grow up in any. I was, uh, I was growing up mostly in uh, Denmark and the Netherlands. Um, so I went to some international schools there. And in the past years, I've been working in London in the UK for a while, and then I, I switched to remote working, and I'm going to tell you all about it today. So I am, I'm really curious, you know, what was that trigger event, you know, that caused you to say, hey, I, I'm, I don't want to work, you know, in a stationary place. I want to be a little more free. I want to have some, some freedom around the, my own occupation. So what was, that, what was that moment in time that you decided, hey, I've got to get out of here? Well, I, I think it came naturally. I wasn't really pissed off uh, on anything. It's just that, you know, I, I saw the opportunity of living in different places and having different bases around the world, um, especially in a even more globalized world today. Um, having two passports very early and also opportunities and um, open mind for traveling the world and networking um, I was in global hubs as well. I grew up in global hubs, which helps a lot to network mm -hmm. and have an open mind, you know, like, especially in Europe, you can, you can get in touch with a lot of cultures by default. So that, that was pretty easy. And I think it just came naturally after uni. Um, and I was traveling with my parents since a young age. So it just came naturally to me. And I, I started traveling more and more and more. And then, uh, you know, the tools became better. The, some of the companies were more forward-thinking. So then I, I migrated to to uh, remote work uh, since about seven years ago. I think I, I was watching another uh, podcast interview you had done, and you touched specifically on the difference between having a, say, a remote job and actually starting your own company. And I think that you advocated, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you advocated that, you know, the, the safer, the safer bet may be to, to actually start your own company. So touch on the, the advantages and the disadvantages of both for our listeners that 
you know, maybe considering, you know, hey, I'd like to work remotely. Yeah, I would say actually, and I'm advising everyone who wants to go remotely or start their own business, especially when starting your own business, don't don't quit your job very early. Mm-hmm. Try to have a remote job or still be a freelance a few days a week if you can, um, because being an entrepreneur is not easy. You're going to fail a lot of times. Your products might not work as you expected. Your launches will be unsuccessful sometimes. So um, play it safe, save up some money. You still have like a freelance job, do some side hustles as, as a freelancer or have that full-time remote job. And then when you, when you feel confident, you can go and live in a cheaper place like where I'm right now in Malaysia or in Thailand. You can still live under $1,200 a, a month if you can believe that. Wow. And then start building your own business. Actually, a, a smarter way to do it is start your side business or start a business whilst you're employed or mm-hmm. doing the freelance because you need time for it to take off. It's not going to happen in six months or a year. I think that's a myth. It's very rare mm-hmm. unless your product is very, very good and it hits the market very well. So play it safe. That's my advice. And save up that money. Always looking to the future three, five years and be frugal until until you make it. Once you make it and you've got that income or passive income, you know, you're free to spend. Well, again, that comes with other responsibilities, but at least you've made it. I, I like that, what you just said, you know, be frugal until you you are comfortable, you know, financially. Or, and I think that's that's wise advice. I think there's so many people that, you know, get that first big paycheck, you know, and then they just they spend it all. And then then the next month may be dry, you know, before they can they can have that that uh, that great offer that hits, you know, that that causes them to have, you know, a high monthly revenue. But I I love the idea of starting something on the side, you know, kind of learning what works, what doesn't work while you still have your, you know, kind of your day job. Um, and then, but also, is there also something about keeping in mind that when you're building this, build it so that it can be run remotely? Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to aim for maybe like an online business, an internet business, um, something, anything from like consulting online to e-commerce or like a SaaS product, I would say mm-hmm. that's ideal. That's the ideal case. Um, otherwise you maybe want to set up like an offline business and leave a manager in place and go there from time to time. I don't know if I've never done it. Yeah. Um, maybe you should ask people who've done it before. I don't know if that's going to work, but, or maybe kind of some kind of a supply chain business that could work that way. But mm-hmm. other than that, I would say go first for an online business, try to learn, um, the skills, you know, how to do the website, um, try to look for, um, uh, for FBA sellers and try to establish a brand in e-commerce, you know, consulting can also sell leads. Like if you can create a very good sales acquisition uh, website, that's that's another good idea. Right. You don't have to be anywhere. Everything is digital. Your leads are digital and then you you resell them forward. Well, let's let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to your journey. Let's say you're in the UK, you're you're working what was your transition? How did you do it? Like walk us through the steps of, of yours that, that maybe, you know, there are some learnings we can take from that for others that, that are further behind you on the journey. Yeah. So I actually, it's uh, my, mine was a bit, I would say my transition was pretty smooth because I've done it old school. So so I was employed. Um, I was employed full time in an office, 
And then I changed my job to uh, another company who was hybrid back in 2012, I think, already. So I started going less and less to the office. My manager was really cool. So sometimes I didn't go there for weeks or months even. And then, then they kind of started asking us, in the office again and then i quit <laughs> said i'm out of there however i had some i had some networking in place yeah 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 because i i really love the lifestyle i was traveling I was, I was in mexico in argentina i was working from there the timeline uh the time zone with the uk was pretty good i think it was like mm -hmm. minus three or something so i was just waking up morning it, it wasn't it wasn't really bad i was doing seo analytics and digital marketing um i had like a managerial role uh so i had like a Two, two person team on obviously i quit because i didn't want to quit the the other lifestyle the other perk i had mm. and then i looked for some freelance jobs in digital marketing and i i used some networking i had with the agencies in london there were quite a few and i managed to get like you know three four days a week contracts which were paid very decently whilst keeping my costs down in asia or in south america yeah and then, um, you know, I started more tri tribe as a, as a side hustle uh, about three years ago, and now I'm full time on it. Remote tribe for people who don't know, it's a it's a content business. It's a it's a blog about um, working remotely, everything working remotely from locations to remote jobs and uh, and lifestyle. And I've been doing that since about yeah three years ago. I still do some consulting and coaching on the side, but minimal. That was my transition, and now you know uh, I'm on my own. I have to to work to to keep it running. So let's talk about Remote Tribe. The Remote Tribe Life, I think, is the URL. So tell us about that. How yeah. that that came about? What was the the kind of the the reason that you created that versus something else? Yeah. So the digital nomad concept is not a is not a new thing. Basically started, uh, I would say, maybe 10 years ago with the software developers who were working from Bali or from, you know, Thailand, mm -hmm. um, trying to hack their way through life. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it's not a new thing. And during COVID, when everyone was ordered to work from home, I I was already remote. So I knew this will become big because people will enjoy more time with their family. They will enjoy doing new hobbies and they're going to have just more free time for themselves they're not going to have to commute so no brainer and then i said okay you know i know a lot about this lifestyle i want to teach people how to do it i know there is going to be a big demand for that and um, i started writing about it on the side and the traffic took off um, i got a lot of traction on social media as well the brand, I think it was and still is pretty good um, mm -hmm. and very inspiring. We get a lot of messages from our viewers uh, that, you know, they want to transition and we're helping people with the visas and with advice. So I'm, I'm very happy. For me, it's like a mission, you know, and I'm not saying the future is only remote or to be fully remote, but definitely mm -hmm. there are a lot of a lot of jobs that can be done remotely. And also there are some people who want to try the lifestyle for maybe a year or two or whatever. Why not? You know, why why not help people? Like, I'm not the person to say, you know, you have you don't have to go in an office anymore, but at least I can help you have some beautiful years and travel and maybe you know, save up some money and invest them and retire early. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. It's, it is a, uh, it's a very short, simple question, but why not? I mean, what's, what's the worst case scenario? You know, yeah. you try it, it doesn't work. You've learned, you know, 
a lot, your life's richer because of the experience. So it, it uh, I, I love that, that uh, just kind of that short, you know, really straight to the point question. Why not? You know, why not try that? But yeah, I think people are more and more afraid these days to take risks. Risks. Um, I I don't know why. Like we have these comfortable lifestyles, and a lot of people have really a lot of savings or a lot of assets, and they shouldn't really be that worried about their life. I mean, it's uh, you know, their worst case scenario, they just come back home or they just find a new job, and period. Like you know, if you have some savings they're going to last you for maybe i don't know six months a year and then there's plenty of time to find the job i i don't see the stress yeah, unless it's... obviously you've got a big family or that's something else but that can be planned as well you know and also you know your partner can can help there so with remote tribe do you is this kind of like an affiliate arrangement as well i mean you're writing the blog do you have like services that you are partnering with you know kind of joint venture with on that as well like it's travel services or, you know, housing or, you know, remote jobs or is that sort of the, the vibe of the website too? Yeah, exactly. So we, we do have um, an immigration service called Shift and we help people understand their situation better and we help them transition to other countries. Um, then obviously the, con the content is free, but we do work with affiliates, with travel mm -hmm. companies and uh, travel gear and stuff like that. Um, and then we also just launched, I mean, it's not that recent, but we launched in January or February, we launched a close community called Circles, Remote Trap Circles, where we've got about 80 experts, actually less experts, I think it's less than maybe like 50, but we've got about, you know, 80 people in total, and some of them are uh, very seasoned, seasoned entrepreneurs, some mm -hmm. of them are very seasoned digital nomads, some of them are life coaches, so everyone who comes in there they can get help it's, it's more than a facebook group it's quite private and i met some of the people in real life and we're probably going to have like a get together maybe at the end of the year somewhere so we we help people in there as well um and i'm also building a no code academy right now to teach people how to build digital products websites web apps so it's it's coming very soon and i'm very excited about that because i think no code is something that will change the world again yeah. Like yeah. everyone can be a developer these days, more or less, which is fantastic. So that again unlocks the opportunity mm -hmm. to work from anywhere, run your business from anywhere. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, there is there's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it is a it's a new world. It is a new day with Chat GPT with AI. I'm just crazy, crazy stuff out there. Yeah, on top of that. On top yeah. of that, exactly right. So um, I'm I am curious on the the when you launched this, you know, launched the blog a couple of years ago. What has been the the growth? I mean, how many people are subscribing to the blog? How many people are in your community? That 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 sort of thing. Yeah. So you know, like opening up a content business, it's it's the long game. So people uh -huh. have to remember this. Like, guys, you know, be persistent and work hard. Like yes. it's it's hard work. You know, I've been doing this for three years. There's there's really no shortcuts, especially when you work with with Google, social media, you know, all these engines that they use the algos and they rate your content. And the more you create and the the, the more you write, the more you you edit, uh, the, the more you get indexed and you get the lead. So, so basically um, it took me about, I would say eight months to get indexed by Google seriously mm -hmm. to see some spikes in traffic, I would say. Um, so eight months, guys, writing almost like maybe two or three articles per week. Yeah, like big articles. Yeah. You don't have to write every day, but they have to be 
on point, informative, mm-hmm. original, you know, well written, have pictures and videos, stuff like that. So proper, proper. And it took so it took it took Google to to notice me, and then it's just gradually growing since then. Um, it, I you it's very hard to get the hockey sticks these days unless you have like a few breakthrough articles, but it's very mm-hmm. hard because the internet yeah. is very crowded these days. Yeah, it so is. it's not very noisy. Easy. Yeah. It's very noisy, yeah. So you want to find your niche, you know, like there are a lot of niches and I'm I'm sure, you know, the audience has read about them, but maybe try to go for a sub-niche of a niche. Mm-hmm. These days, it could be faster. So maybe, I don't know, accessories for cars or like accessories for Mercedes or stuff like that. That's just an example. Or like, I don't know, some kind of kitchen accessory or or anything like that that could, could rank higher because the more niche you are, the more space you have to grow and you can just blanket that subject yeah. and topic on you know in different ways so so that's on the on the written side then on, on the on the on the video side i can't tell you too much because i haven't done too much video i'm just starting right now mm-hmm. um, but again from what i've heard from from other experts and my my experience it's also a long game there so mm-hmm. start today start yesterday if you yeah. can that's because okay. it, it's going to take it's going to take i would say least a year until your brand gets noticed Mm -hmm. and then you have to start building on top of that then you have to kind of fine-tune your funnel um you know are you an acquisition website are you an e-commerce like how do you sell your products through the content like your content should have a conversion point all the time is it is it a coaching call okay then get leads is it a sale of a product okay then put your product first or advertise that Mm -hmm. product is it a SaaS? do something around that software as a service uh, that you offer like any kind of content so people you know meet that need with the content people will see the content and then they will see your brand that that's how it should work and and then you'll see the money but don't think too much about the money think about the the, the brand as a baby do something that you like uh, and just go for it stay there you have to be in the game for for some while like mm-hmm. honestly like from what I see, like established brands have been there for years mm-hmm. and they've been there because they've been there um, and they've been very, um, very consistent, they've been, they've been very yeah. consistent mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. The idea of, uh, and, and we've heard it over and over and over again, this, you know, niche down until it hurts, you know, type thing where you, where you almost think like, I don't have a market anymore. It's so, it's so narrow, but it's amazing with 7.4 billion yeah, people there's some on the planet, that there's a market. All because <laughs> some of the niche, Yeah, it's, it can be difficult there as well because, you know, some niches or sub-sub-niches sub can't really be monetized. So that, yeah. that's a trap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would advise people if they really don't see any movement after six months, just quit and start something, something else. else. And by the yeah. way, yeah, by the way, you're going to be very disappointed as an entrepreneur a lot of times. So <laughs> keep, <you> after know, <laughs> um, keep after it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing bad in starting like, two businesses, but just, just make sure you dedicate time to, to both of them. If you just woke up tomorrow and remote tribe didn't exist, the blog didn't exist, your, you know, your affiliate links, whatever, what would you do to start to make money right now? So you're saying as a, any kind of business or any, any kind um, of business, like doesn't matter. Yes. You just, you just say, you know what? I don't have a job right now. I've got to start uh, something. Cause I've got to pay my rent and KL. Yeah, I would just, I would just do a coffee shop. I will open a coffee shop somewhere in Vietnam, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, or in, in Thailand. I'm kidding. No, I, I think it's it, it, it having a fancy cafe. I think I still the idea considering the the price of the coffee 
has gone up anyway. But I would probably, it's a good question. So I know I know creating SaaS products, SaaS, it's something that, that I really want to do, but it's very difficult. I think it's, it's very difficult. So that, that, that will be probably my next venture. Mm-hmm. But I would say still something related to e-commerce, like, um, you know, a, a shop, uh, like a, an interesting product or um, some kind of interesting service that you can you can provide to people also i think there is there is a excess of coaches on the market so i don't know if i would like to do coaching but i think yeah e-commerce is still is still at it and it still has a future there's so many good tools out there to do as well like i've, I've designed websites and uh, e-commerce solutions for a while it's easier, so you don't have to be an expert. Again, like no code. You've got Shopify, WordPress, Magento, very good tools. Mm-hmm. You can earn maybe in like three months on the go. So no problem. But that that would be my advice. Um, and also, you know, try try doing content around that business as well because I think the content creator economy is absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely huge and it's going to get even bigger. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree with that. I I, I am curious, like, if you know, I, I ask this question on a lot of our episodes when we I talk to startup founders like yourself. I, I am curious. Do you think that you have the entrepreneurial DNA in you? You think you have a genetic uh, uh, disposition? I, I don't believe that. No, I think it's a myth. I think there is a hard disposition to risk mm. uh, for crazy people yeah. like me. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I don't. But there's definitely there's definitely people who are inclined to take more risk, and I'm uh-huh. I'm one of that. I mean, knowing me, I, you know, I've I've done trading as well, on like big amounts. Sometimes I lost, sometimes I won. You know, I don't have a I don't have a home basically. Um, so I do take a lot of risk. So I think that's that's maybe part of that gene. But I don't think that gene really exists. I don't know what this says. I think it's more about discipline and taking mm-hmm. risks. I think it's a combination of these two. Yeah, that's I, I like that answer. It, it is. Uh... Is interesting. I mean, I think that it's almost like a weird combination of a lot of things, you know, where it's, you know, I, I think even genetically, are you are you genetically predisposed to taking risk versus not taking risk? You know, so I think it's all kind of a, a little bit of a maybe. Yeah, maybe it goes as deep as there message. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a great answer. I That's a really interesting answer. I um I want you to speak to those and another are... another thing. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Another no, sorry. another thing I think. I think it's part of the mix is you know um what did i sorry i forgot but i'll remember later it'll, it'll I'll come back later. i'll give you space okay. that's right so talk to those people that are like sitting in a cubicle somewhere that are that are dreaming of you know sitting in a hotel room in kl talking on a podcast what would be one or two things that you would tell them right now that you think would be really helpful to them to kind of start this journey toward where you are yeah i would say start early so start doing something on the side as soon as possible because time is flying by and you know you're probably going to have kids if you don't have already and you're going to have even less time so please starting something now um learn a skill and build a website start filming and doing content start you know creating a landing page and get leads Start learning about how to do Facebook campaigns and build a website so you can get, you know, clients. That's definitely, I think it's a very, very good piece of advice because 
the, the more you do, the more you learn. And you're mm. going to reach a point where you know very well what, what you're doing. And then uh, some great things will come. Like for me, you know, I started building and creating and I got interviews like yours. Uh, I met some amazing people from all over the world in my locations. I'm always networking when I travel, even here in KL. I had some business meetings from LinkedIn and from Twitter. You can believe that. So start early and 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 build something. Build something. And it's it's so different from a full-time job. It's I mean, honestly, after you become an entrepreneur, like they're literally two different worlds because there's no one telling you what you have to do. And also you've got the budget that you have to stick to. You have to manage your life. Um, it's really a grown-up thing. It's I love really, it. It's really serious business. <laughs> you know, A grown-up thing. I love that. It's really a grown-up thing. <laughs> what a way to wrap it up today. Oh, man. Andrew, thank you for uh, for just taking time. I, I, You know, we touched on the things that... that we certainly wanted to make sure that we shared with our audience because I, I just love this remote space and we've talked about a lot of things, but is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you just kind of would like to wrap us up with and then tell people where the best place to find you online is? Yeah, sure. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Yeah, it was great to be here and I'm, I'm happy I was able to share some of my entrepreneurial ideas and my history. So I, hopefully I'm going to inspire some people. So I think I think you you touched a lot of good points. Um, just just to wrap up, I think it's not a, an entrepreneurial gene that people have. I think it's it's a lot of hard work, dedication, and mm-hmm. discipline. And also, I remember now what, what I wanted to say um, as the third factor: it's put yourself in situations where you have to succeed. So I I had times when I didn't have enough money, so I was barely surviving. You know. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't the, at the stage where I was homeless, but I, yeah. I knew that my finances are running over, so I have to work hard. So that really helped me a lot and gave me like a really big push. So I don't know, just try, if you have some savings, try to invest some of them so you, you can't touch them. And then you're going to be be fine in a, in a situation where you really have to do something about business or move the needle because otherwise the option is to go back to work, right? So, so I I... That that's one of the reasons why I went freelance as well because it's not as comfortable as being a an employee. So you don't mm-hmm. have a paycheck. So again, I, I put myself in a situation where I have less work, hence less money, but I have more time to do the side gig. Right. So right. so I think I think that's it. That that's a takeaway I think for for the people. Love that. And Love in, that. in terms, in, yeah, in terms of contacting me, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, on on Twitter. It's Andrew from Remote Tribe. Please visit our website at remotetribe.life uh, and for slash remote jobs. Uh, we've got thousands of jobs from software development to marketing and operations. And also join our circles community. I'm going to send you the link, Kevin, so you can um, give it to the people who are listening to the podcast. And thanks a lot for, for bringing me here. It's it's great. Hey, I will certainly have that link in the show notes. Just send it to me. We'll make sure it gets in there. But uh Man, I appreciate you taking time. It's I know it's late in KL right now, and you stayed up to just for this this episode. And uh, man, just thank you again for just the value you shared, and really for playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Andrew, have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks a lot, you too, Kev. Take care. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Make sure you follow up with our guests today and show them the support they deserve. As always, thank you for listening and playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide.